heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. We've got uh, Rodney and Dylan with us right now. And Rodney, you have been a listener for how long? Of the Masculine Journey Radio? Yeah. At least uh, four or five years. Wow. Okay. That is really awesome. And this is your first boot camp, correct? Yes, it is. So what took you so long, Rodney? Exactly. (laughs) So you've lived in the area that long or this area or listened in one of the affiliate stations anyway? Yeah, when I really picked up the station, I was uh, traveling to Charlotte for work, mm-hmm. and I was hardly home at all, and my travel and everything like that was really tough to settle down to say, oh, what everything you guys are talking about to really become a part of. So as you're listening to the show each week and picking up these different topics, and you know we bounce around all over the place, a lot of times we kind of stay in this message a little bit, but we bounce around on a lot of other things. What... Coming to a boot camp, what has that done to kind of connect the dots of all that stuff for you? Well, you guys are always playing movies and talking about clips and how you see God's work inside of these movies. And I would look at movies typically from the standpoint of it's just a movie, it's just showing something the other's feeling and stuff. But to see the kingdom in there when people that god's using to show the kingdom when they don't even know they're showing the kingdom mm-hmm. and i've over the last couple of years i've gotten much more open to seeing that and feeling that and then what being here actually to see the actual structure that you go through to get us there is wonderful you know so it's it's nice to see that oh there are steps to this there's all the, the book i haven't read yet uh What's the book's name? Wild at Heart. Wild at Heart, yeah. Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. Yeah. It's what all of this is based on, obviously, and then and then stuff that we've all learned over the years walking together. And and really what you're seeing here on a weekend is uh, a band of brothers who got together and said, okay, this, this has changed our lives, and uh, how can we do it for others? How can, how can we put this together for other people? Now... Uh, Dylan, how many boot camps have you been to? Two. This is my second one. All right. So the first one you went to was back in August, right? Okay, at the advanced boot camp. So you, you're, you're like me, Dylan. I when I read a book, I start at the back of the book and and read the last chapter first because I kind of want to see where I'm going, and then I go back and read the book. So you went to the advanced boot camp. Is this one different? Uh, yeah, this is a little bit different from the last one. Um, it's on a different campus, too, mm-hmm. so that's, uh, that was different. So, has God kind of come after your heart in a different way this weekend than, than maybe you were expecting? Um, yeah, last, last time when it was at, uh, when it was back in Hickory, they did, um, they did some activities where, like, we were trying to, like, listen in for God, mm-hmm. and, um, um, we did some other things where, like, people were, like, saying words that had to do, you know, with, uh, with you, and, um, that one, it was different because you were, like, hearing it 
you know, physically through, like, prayer and stuff. But this one, it's more like, you know, showing you how you can, um, you know, uh, look for it. Okay. So in that event, that was a listening prayer event that we did there. And, and oddly enough, we're going to do one of those tonight, Dylan. So you might get some more words tonight. But uh, Mark has been a part of that several times in the past as well. Yeah, Dylan, let me ask you a question. A lot of times, uh, historically, these camps, these uh, events that we've done have been geared towards adult males. But obviously, you're a teenager. It, has it still resonated with you, even though some of the concepts might be something you haven't experienced yet in your life just because of your age? But has there still been value for you? Has there still been something that you've been able to, to grasp and take out of the weekend? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the stuff y'all talk about, um, is like, especially with, like, what it means to, like, you know, biblically be a man and, like, the stuff that you're supposed to do, it, um, it really, like, helps out to where you can develop towards, you know, being a man because it gives you some basis to grow towards. That's awesome. Yeah, I always had said that I wish I had known a lot of this stuff when I was your guys' age. Um, I mean, it's the gospel. It's nothing new. But there are just some concepts. There's some, some help, some assistance that I didn't get till I was in my mid-30s, late-30s. And mm -hmm. pretty much a lot of the teams about the same way. I was almost dead <laughs> before I got it. Now, so, Hunter, how many have you been to? Uh, this is my second one. Okay. And so your first one was at the last advanced boot camp as well where we did some listening prayer and stuff. So let me let me ask you. I'm a, I'm kind of going to put you on the spot here, but um, what would it be like for you and your buddies from home, or what would it be like for you and a father or a grandfather or an uncle or somebody to go through this together? I feel like it would be good. Like you're asking me if like if me and my dad or something went to this. I feel like it would help a lot just like helping how to become like a better person better man just growing to like the skills i need to be yeah um so Corey, you have been to one boot camp and this is it right yes sir and uh you have a little bit of a personal relationship with sam main and brian mcwarder right yes sir all right and so brian talked you into coming he he harangued you somehow yes sir um you know i've been going through some pretty tough times personally and uh i think brian could sense that in me um you know i was actually about to leave true homes mm -hmm. and uh something just told me to stay and brian he sent me here and I'm really glad he did. <laughs> so um, if you feel like it, if, if you're comfortable with it, um, I think God's probably come after your heart in a pretty big way this weekend. I, I had the opportunity to share some of that with you last night, and I don't want to put you on the spot really too bad. But, no, it's okay. but if you want to talk about that, I would love to hear what you were thinking when some of that was going on. Um, it's just amazing because I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend um, you hit on everything I feel on a daily basis and I thought I was you know just a bad person and I was just the way it is and honestly you know I was I had dinner with my mom Wednesday night and I told her what I was coming to do and she was so happy about it and I laughed at it I said you know 
it's not going to change the way I feel. You know, I don't really believe. And it just was overpowering. I mean, it really was. Well, I had the chance to, to pray for you last night, Corey, and, and I, I didn't know your story at all. I just knew you came from Brian um, sending you here, and, and God kind of, I think, gave me a download a little bit on on how to pray for you, and uh, it, was a, it was an extremely, um, I think, focused prayer, in fact, and uh, I hope that uh and then later you had written some stuff and and it's like and, I th- you had read it i thought you had read it while you was praying over me and you didn't and that was crazy and i hadn't and i apologize to some extent for not having read it earlier but when when i went back to the cabin and uh mark and robbie and i and and jim we read all the prayer cards together all the notes together and pray over those um it literally brought me to tears, Corey, as I'm reading your story um, and knowing what God had given me to pray for you and knowing how pinpointed God was in that. And so I hope that our listeners are understanding that, that what we're doing here on a weekend is not just about um, preaching and what a man's supposed to be, but it's actually allowing God to come in and go after men's hearts. Yeah, and Corey, uh, ask you a quick question if I could. A lot of the guys, we were all there at one point, think that they're the only ones that are going through whatever it is. Yeah. Can you speak to that a little bit? Is that as you have you seen here just in this short time that you're not the only one? Absolutely. Um, like, I can relate with something that each one of you has spoken on, and like I said, I came in here closed-minded, didn't know anybody. You know, I was kind of upset when I found out that Brian wasn't going to come because I was like, I don't know anybody here. I didn't want to know anybody here. And I think you guys could tell that when I first got here, I was kind of closed off, sat by myself, didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought it was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I love this. (laughs) And each, I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind and really spoke super hard on everything that was going on Hmm. that's been going on since I was young Hmm. and it's pretty powerful the uh, Mark your first boot camp did you go by yourself Yes, actually. So my first boot camp with John Eldridge was uh, actually uh, 10 years ago last month. Mm-hmm. My wife actually had signed me up. I didn't know much about the, the Ransom Heart Ministries and Eldridge at the time. Wasn't opposed to going. I just was like, oh, okay, sure, let's, let's do this. Uh, but yes, and out there, you have about 400, 450 guys mm-hmm. attending. Uh, we don't have those numbers here, which is great. Cause we have we, slightly under 30. Yes, which is a good number for yeah. us, and, and we're, we're grateful to God for that. But uh, yeah, so I went out there and and uh, didn't know anybody like you did. And, and obviously, those guys are coming from all around the world. And uh, divinely appointed that Darren and I got put in the same uh, room. And you're in a room with eight or ten guys. I went by myself thinking it was pretty much a bunch of mumbo-jumbo as well and very skeptical, quite frankly, and met this guy, Mark. And you were, at the time, if, if my calendar is good, you were kind of freshly wounded. 
Oh yeah. At the time. Yeah, just yeah. Yeah. So it was uh again a divine appointment and uh the funny thing is I joke about people with people is that we were in a room with some older gentleman who wanted the lights out at like eight o'clock in the room, which was kind of funny to me. You're in Colorado, hey, let's get out, let's explore. So that forced Darren and I to go out by the fire pits and, and just sit around and talk for hours and, and that's how our relationship started and was actually the small beginnings of uh, this whole thing we're doing now these camps yeah had mark and i not met at boot camp 10 years ago or more you guys wouldn't be sitting here right now most likely and so god does appoint and he calls you here now spencer how this is your third this is your second yeah and so at the last boot camp at the advanced boot camp god kind of came and spoke to you pretty strongly didn't he yeah do you do you care to talk about that Oh uh, well, it was after the the group prayer thing, and then I talked to Robbie for maybe I want to say like thirty, forty five minutes, mm-hmm. and I just told him like my story, and we were both in tears, and he just prayed over me, and that night I really like felt something, and going into the next day. Yeah. Now going into the listening prayer exercise, was that something that you know you probably did listening prayer like every day, right? Yeah. Always. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> it was not a regular exercise. Yeah, no. And uh, I think in, in but, but God kind of came after you and said some things and helped you relate to Robbie in a yeah. way. Um, and I know that you and Robbie have kind of developed a pretty special bond. Yeah. And, and I, I love that. And, and Jackson, you were in my listening prayer group. Yeah. And uh, when that happened, now was the last boot camp your first boot camp? Yes. Man, all right. So, um, so talk about your experience uh, then. Your experience today. How has God come after you uh, in these boot camps? Um, the first one uh, that I first experienced. So, um, well, when I first came, and uh, I was, I did read this book called Wild at Heart, and um, I was really kind of like. You know, I strongly relate to this because I didn't have a strong relationship with my dad, and then I wanted to. And then when I heard that, you know, I can go to this thing called basically Masculine Journey, and I remember reading it in the back of the book. And then um, when I was there at Hickory, I just thought, wow, this is amazing. And I just, I just got so much information, and I still read the little composition notebooks we get here. I still look through that in the notes, and I'm always reading through the Covenant of Silence thing that I wrote down. And I just, it is really impacts my heart greatly and I just love it. So the the Covenant of Silence, is that the best part of the boot camp? It's one of my favorites, yeah. Okay. What's your other favorite? Probably the Covenant of Listening. Okay. So the, the listening prayer yeah. stuff, yeah. Uh, and again, that's pretty amazing stuff. I know, um, Max, the last boot camp was your first boot camp as well. You had just recently started at NCBA, right? Before that one? Yeah. And so in that last boot camp, um, I know during the listening prayer, I know you were in my group, um, but I know one of the guys in one of the other groups actually heard God talking about you and gave you some words to that effect. Do you remember that? Um, I kind of remember like the whole group it was like a new experience for me i kind of forgot about the words but like it was just like amazing of how god can communicate with that well 
the the fact that uh you know those were your first boot camp and then now you're coming back this weekend um to the second one and this is a little different style and uh what's been the most uh fun for you this weekend um how like every single like sermon lesson it you learn like a new thing that will like help you out throughout your whole life well having you know been a preacher most of my life i love hearing young men say the sermons are the best part of the boot camp (laughs) but um i have to wonder if there's a little bit of a pose going on there but mark well and the funny thing is too all of us have taught most of all the sessions over these last nine years Mm -hmm. and like max you said you get something out of each one well we get the benefit of preparing out of it it's not like we're we've got it all figured out we're done check the box no (laughs) we're still on that journey so even the preparation we and I, i will speak for the team here we all get something new god comes to us god comes for us in the talks as we prepare the talks and especially when we do a new talk or one maybe you haven't done in a couple of years it, it's amazing to see i mean our focus is obviously on what we're going to share and what god wants us to share and him speaking through us but i always love and now anticipate okay well god what are you going to show me that i've forgotten or i've not noticed before so it's always fresh and and, and that's the beauty of the gospel because it's always it, it's always alive and, and you, it's always giving you something that you didn't see the first time around yeah um so max in that in that very first boot camp i know that in in my group there was a couple of guys that that felt like god wanted you specifically to be encouraged and uh i know you were you were brand new you felt very very lonely and uh i think i think some of the the encouragement was uh that you were strong that uh that you had something going on um you might remember i i i remember dewey having words about max and dewey was in your group do you remember what he heard he said we're supposed to speak over max he was okay max was the one that he felt like god wanted to speak to Okay. Max wasn't in our group. Yeah, Max was in Max was in my group, and and Dewey was one of the guys in in uh, Robbie's group, and Dewey didn't know Max from Adam. Didn't even know there was a guy named Max at the boot camp. And as we were listening to God and and trying to understand what it was God was wanting to do, he he heard, um, you know, I think we're supposed to be praying over Max, and uh, so. Whether you know it or not, since that time, there's been some guys praying over Max. And so we're excited that Max is back. We're excited that all you guys are back, but, but very specifically, you know, when, when God gave Dewey that, um, it, it was kind of surprising because, you know, you weren't in his group. And so, uh, and he didn't even know there was somebody named Max there. So that was the, the coolest part. Uh, one of the coolest parts of that boot camp for us as a team was was knowing that God had kind of put you and some other guys too, not just you, but had put you on um, his heart to put on our hearts to to continue to pray for you. Um, so what what uh, is different about this boot camp from that one for you, Max? Um, it like there's more stuff you like you can feel 
like in like also the movies like incorporated okay. with it too. So at the first boot camp, would you say that you were a strong believer in Christ or that you were a strong follower of Christ? Or were you doubting whether or not God even really existed? Um, I was probably still like a doubter, like yeah. the first one, but now I feel like closer to him now. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, if we don't do anything else yeah. at a boot camp, if we don't accomplish anything else, helping guys understand that God is real, that, that he is here, that he's after you, that he's coming after you actively, and that he's willing to go to any ends to do that is a, is a pretty amazing thing. Um, Corey, I, your story is a little bit like that too, isn't it? Yes, sir. Complete, complete doubter. Yeah. Open about it. Yeah, and, and that's fine. You know what? I, I think that God uses that way more than guys who fake it. Um, so how long have you been searching? Unknowingly, probably since I was in high school. Um, before then, actually. I mean, since I was young, probably 13 years old. And you feel like that you have a different understanding of who God is, who Jesus is this weekend than previously? Yes, sir. Absolutely. How is that different? I just, like you, like I said before, I didn't realize that other people went through the same things that I was going through. Um, you know, I think you really spoke to me when you talked about the poser, Robbie, because that's been my whole life is being a poser, putting up masks, seeking validation in others. Um, you know, the dad that I was known as my dad my whole life when I was 13, I found out that he wasn't really my dad and I'd never met my biological father and so my whole life has just been seeking validation in others you know falsely you know women friends just everything and I've lost like I wrote in the note I've really lost I don't even know who I am or I didn't know who I was anymore I haven't had a real conversation with somebody in forever I don't know what I'm passionate about and when you prayed over me last night, I just, I lost it. I just, I mean, I lost it. Because it really, I really, truly, for the first time in my life, I really felt something. You know, and, and, and we, as Christians, sometimes we, we knock this idea of feeling something. I, I was chief among the feeling knockers um, <laughs> for, for many years. And... Uh, <laughs> Robbie just lost his uh, lunch there, but uh, this is a Christian network. But and his license too. Yeah, okay. sorry, Robbie, about that job that we just cost you, Sue. I didn't mean it. Um, so I was one of those people who was not really into the feely, touchy side of Christianity, and uh, I probably say I'm still not. Um, I I much would rather. Um, have a very, very real, um, concrete, logical faith. But I think God has been undoing that in me for some time. Um, Mark, what, what's it? 
Yeah, I came from a, a family, a typical, stereotypical mom, dad, together till she passed away 20 years ago. So the feeling side was, was more, I was maybe not the polar opposite of you, but a little bit opposite with the feeling side of it. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me. And now I've, I've seen the balance swing both ways. You've got to have it. It's both and. Jesus was the most empathetic and you know compassionate man that ever walked and lived. So if we can't uh, emulate that, if we can't try to do that, then we're just basically, you know, we're posing ourselves. You know, so we have the best example of that. But yet he also was righteous. He also had anger. He also joked around. Um, I love in the Passion of the Christ movie how they portray him. If you've seen the movie early in the movie, they portray him with his mom, just joking around like he pulls a little trick on her. And that is how Jesus, in my, I, I know that's how Jesus would be. He's mm-hmm. going to make jokes. He's going to joke around. He's going to be fun. But he's also going to have that, the feelings, the emotion, and also the righteousness as well. That's, um, you know, here's the reality of it. God, the first thing that he touched in creation was man. Everything else he spoke into existence. He spoke the world into existence and then that world that he spoke into existence he reached down with his hand into the dust of the earth and the very first thing that he touched was man and I have to believe that genetically and spiritually more so than genetically that we desire touch physical touch um, emotional touch and when you look at the way that Jesus healed some people in Scripture, there was oftentimes he could have healed people any way he wanted to. He could have done it with a snap of the finger. He could have done a dance, run around a tree three times, and bark like a dog. If he wanted to, to heal somebody, he chose not to. Oftentimes, the healing came in the form of touch, in the, in the form of, of prayer, um, and you see that even with the Apostle Paul, you see it with Saul, and, and you see that touch going on. These boot camps are about God coming after us as men, meeting us here, and the talks are great. They are. However, if God shows up in the covenant of silence, if God shows up in the prayer time, then miraculous things are done. And, and I really do mean miraculous things are done. And if you've never been to a boot camp, we would love to invite you to one. Not sure when the next one's coming up in the spring yet. We don't have the date lined up, but come. The Masculine Journey Radio Show comes to you weekly on The Truth because of your faithful prayer and gifts. Their address is Masculine Journey Radio, P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285, or online at truthnetwork.com. Be sure to let them know that you listen to the program on The Truth Network.